Welcome to Geeks Who Watch Football. I am your host, Jeff Jackson. Today's episode is an all-time first for the podcast. I am not by myself for the first time, the first ever guest host we have with me to discuss the gaming portion, my wife, Emma Jackson. Say hi. hi. <laughs> so you guys don't have to listen to me ramble in a monologue anymore. I finally got somebody to appear on the show, and I figured it'd be a good time to bring somebody else in. Because we're going to talk about uh, Resident Evil. As you guys are aware, earlier in the year, Resident Evil had a special event. They had a new launch trailer, new gameplay event, release date of May 7th, I believe. And they also had a demo launch for the game in, uh, I think it was like January 20th or something like that. But I figured, because you kind of came into it and have a passion for horror games as well. You know, oh to God. <laughs> this is my idea to do Resident Evil because mm-hmm. I wanted to come on and talk about games. And first, we thought Mario. We kind of already did Mario with the 3D world. Yeah, I got a little excited on that one. So then I said, I suggested we talk about Resident Evil because uh, it's one of my favorites. But yeah, so. Obviously, the reason it came up is because Resident Evil 8 is a game that's actually coming out this year. It is one of the few games that didn't get pushed into 2022. Um, We both obviously played Resident Evil 7. Um, I figured... Disclaimer, I did not actually play. You watched me play and die multiple uh, times. Yes. (laughs) But we did go through it on two separate occasions. One when it first came out. And then the other time when all the DLC came out. Like, not a hero band footage. End of Zoe, etc. But I figured this would be a good question for me to ask you. Like, how did we both come into the Resident Evil franchise? Like, our starting point, our first experiences, and all that stuff. Like, where? What was your first experience with Resident Evil? What got you into the franchise? I don't remember which one I saw you play first. Was it seven, or was it six? Was it six? No, it wasn't six. Six was trash. Six I haven't seen. Six was uh, Leon and um, I forgot the other characters. Uh, I'm brain farting right now. It's like uh, Chris Redfield was also in that one. It was more action heavy. So which one did I see first? Wasn't it seven? I think it was seven. I think so. I think it was seven because you definitely didn't see the original, the OG. And you saw me do remake two, but that was after seven. Yeah, I think it was seven. And Yeah. So clearly I expected them all to be horror games. Mm -hmm. And well, once I saw you play seven, then I asked how it related to all the other games. Yeah. And like who these freaking characters were and like. Full disclaimer, by the way, before you get into it, that we are going to spoil the shit out of these games, by the way. So if you haven't, this is long overdue. If you haven't played it by this point, obviously what the hell are you listening to this podcast for? (laughs) But we're going to spoil the shit out of these Resident Evil games. So sorry to cut you off. There you go. No, I think, so I saw you play seven first. I asked you a bunch of questions, like, especially when 
what's his face chris redfield yeah could you ask me who that was at the end yep on the helicopter Mm -hmm. and then you tried to explain the other games plots to me of how they connected which it's kind of like a lot so it's a big lore dump and you were confused when you saw like the umbrella logo on the side because that's a big deal it's a pinnacle of the series but I think Resident Evil 7 was a good starting point for you because I don't think it's just you. There was a lot of gamers, I think, that came into Resident Evil 7 because they switched up the perspective. Resident Evil was always a third-person tank controls where you turn your character with one motion and move forward with another motion. And kind of similar to Silent Hill. Well, actually, Silent Hill ripped off it, not the other way around. But And this one took like a first-person perspective, much more modern take on the horror genre. It was a return to the horror roots, kind of like... Um, PT, like Outlast, yeah, Amnesia. So this was much more of a return to horror. So it was kind of like, it's a sequel, but a reboot. So it, I think it's a good starting point for fans. Was it the first one on PS4 too? As a new release, yes. Okay. So I think that was a good jumping point for you to get into the franchise. Because like I said, I think that one had a good story too. I think 7 has my favorite story of the Resident Evil franchise. But for me, I was not an OG Resident Evil person either. I did not play the first three when they came out on PlayStation 1. Uh, My first experience into it was Resident Evil 4, which was Leon as the main character with Ashley. Or as I should say, Leon! But that's the one I think you were confusing that you might have seen me playing with the castle and the like giant nutcracker uh, statue chasing me and all the quick time events and button prompts and... And I believe I played that on PS2 because that was a GameCube launch title, but I didn't have a GameCube at the time. I played it when it was ported over to PS2. So that was my first experience in Resident Evil. Then I played Resident Evil 5, 6, 7. And then you went back? Back. I tried to play one. And I just couldn't do it. It was, ugh, I just couldn't do it. I didn't like, because Resident Evil used to have a thing. And I don't think I ever told you this. It was like, a, remember in 7 how you had the typewriters where you saved? Yeah. And it did a little noise. Well, in Resident Evil 1... Two might have been this way too, but for sure Resident Evil 1 was this way. You only got so many saves in the entire game. It gave you like ink. So you had to put a cartridge in and save it. And I just raged quick. So I remember even though it was only like a five, six hour game, I think it was like if you died like an hour into it and you didn't save, yeah, you had to start all over again. Oh, Lord. If you ran out of ink like I did one time because I got save happy. Like for those of you who don't know, and Emma can attest to this, I'm one of those people where I pick up an item, run outside, and then I save it again. I'm like a paranoid saver. Like, All the saves, even though the new game's auto-save. Auto yeah, you can see a little spinning icon. It literally <laughs> auto-saves, and then you go back to the save point and save it just in case. And you have, like, three save files going in case you mess up to go back. I think it's because I grew up on retro games, and I'm yeah. just used to manually saving it. It would be. But anyway, that's what caused me to rage, because they did kind of, like, remake Resident Evil 1, but it wasn't really a remake. It was, like, a new coat of paint. It played the exact same way. But Resident Evil 2, I really enjoyed. And you saw me play through that one, Resident Evil 2 Remake, which was, I think, uh, a couple of years ago that came out. And then Resident Evil 3, which came out last year, Nemesis, which was a remake. So Resident Evil 2 is with Mr. X as yep. the guy. Mm-hmm. And then 3 is Nemesis. Correct. Okay. And then 4 is supposedly the next one they are going to remake. I expect that to come out in the next couple of years or so. Before, does 4 have enemies like that? Like, like, a, like a big enemy. Like, Mr. X and Nemesis are very similar enemies. Oh, like chasing you throughout the game? No. Of, like, the one big bad guy who's, like, you got to keep escaping from the whole game. There is a big bad guy, but not in the way you would think. 
there's a bad guy that's like creepy with his like monologues to himself, but he's not chasing you throughout the game the way two and three are. But Resident Evil four was my favorite in the series too, because I think that game balanced the best of horror and action. And I know you never played Resident Evil five or six, but five or six went too far. Like five wasn't a horror game. It was a split screen co-op game. You had to play it with somebody. And even if you didn't play it with a person, it put a computer partner with you. So you're running around two people. You're in Africa running around in the desert on Humvee shooting other things. Like it was a much action heavy game. People didn't like it that much. And then Resident Evil six was even worse because it tried to go back to horror, but it was just kind of cheesy. And I six, I don't remember too much of, and that's probably a good thing. But I remember a lot of people hating six. I like the Leon section of six, but all the other, cause it was, I think three playable characters. Yeah, so it was Wesker's son, Chris Redfield, Leon. And Wesker's son was just action-heavy, and Redfield was action-heavy. Like, it got really stupid in the series. Like, there's a scene in Resident Evil 5 where Chris Redfield punches a boulder that's, like, the size of a house, like, down a volcano. So it gets really, really stupid levels of action there. But Do all of these games have the same main characters? Like, do they relate that way? Yes. Like, so, like, they do try to tie in the same, like, the story. The overall story is the them. same, yes. Like, Resident Evil 1 was the original Umbrella experiments on, like, a house with the new T-Virus. They send you in to clean up the dirty work, Chris Redfield and Albert Wesker, and, like, that team. And then that's Resident Evil 1. Resident Evil 2, you saw as Raccoon City, where the whole city gets infected and they have to, nuclear, like, basically drop a nuke on it. Is that Claire? No, that's, no. uh, oh, yeah, you're right, yeah. Claire and um, Leon. Or not, yeah, Claire and Leon. Yeah. And then Resident Evil 3 takes place at the same time of 2, but from a different character's perspective. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So 2 yeah. and 3 are the same game, essentially, but different. Same world, same time period, just different characters' perspectives. And is Resident Evil 7 like a time, big time jump? We don't know. Not really. doesn't feel like it. It doesn't. It feels like, to me, like a reboot like a soft reboot, but it could be tied into it. We don't know because they changed. There's theories going around that this isn't, that isn't actually Chris Redfield at the end of seven, that it's like a clone of zombie clone of him or something. Like there's really wacky theories out there. That sounds stupid. But if you saw the Resident Evil eight trailer, he looks more like the original Chris Redfield. Like he looks different than he does at the end of seven. At the end of seven, he's like a lean Marine looking dude with the buzz cut. Yeah. Like something you see out of a Transformers movie. Resident Evil eight, he's more scruffy looking bigger. Like that's kind of the Chris Redfield we know. And I don't know if that was then listening to people's critique of what the hell did you do with Chris Redfield? But they modified it, you know. Gotcha. But, um, so for me, before we get into Resident Evil 7, because I'm going to assume that's your favorite, but you've played, which ones? Two, three. Two, three, and seven. Two, three, seven. That's it. Oh, that's right, because you didn't, you watched me I've on and off again for I've seen bits and pieces of four, but I really don't know what the whole story is. Yeah, it's Besides kinda... that it's a chick. And <laughs> this could be an episode comedy. I'm, I'm gonna try to describe what's going on in Resident and Evil 4. Use Leon, say she's the president's daughter, right? And nope. Leon somehow gets sent to save her. I don't know, from, yep. from Europe, yep, okay, from a terrorist organization that, Las but Plagas. it's like all dream state. Like, isn't she like it's confusing when she's like, it's not 
It's Is uh, it reality or like? No, it's real. Oh, okay. It's real. It's just they're infected with like a little parasite. Instead of like a virus, like a zombie, it's an actual parasite in them that like grows. Because that game looks them. weirder than like yeah the other the other ones that I watched where like the enemies make sense. <laughs> yeah, it's because well, you didn't play five or six, but one, two, and three are zombies, like <laughs> Walking Dead style. Resident yeah. Evil Four was not Walk. Resident Evil Four was not zombies. It was a parasite transforming people into stuff. And basically, Leon saves her, and they ride off on a jet ski. Correct. And he shuts her down. Yes. <laughs> That's all I know. He had enough of the escort missions. And as a player, that was satisfying that happened because I was personally sick of Ashley by the end. A surprise. The guy does not get with the girl at the no. end. I just remember telling her to hide at a dumpster almost every action scene. As <laughs> <laughs> you can point her to that. And having her freaking do the crazy. Didn't she have a flashlight, though, that you got pissed that she never used the flashlight? Yes, in dark areas. She's just walking around behind you. And she had a knack for being a bullet sponge of just running into enemies and getting thumped. And she could take damage. So she'd get killed by these one-hit KO attacks so many times because she was just oblivious. But, so for the ones that you played of Resident Evil 2, 3, and 7, how you would rank your, how would you rank yours of your enjoyment level or overall between those three? Because those ones you can speak on because you've seen me play through multiple yeah. times so i would say my top is seven mm-hmm. um probably because it's the scariest and i'm a horror person and then i would probably say probably do two and three two then three you mean yeah i feel like that would be two is like two and four i feel like are the most popular for a lot of fans who two like, i liked a lot and I like Mixer X. Do you see the mod? At least in the beginning. Do you see the mod the PC people have where instead of playing like the da-da horror music when he comes in, it's X gonna give it to you? Yes. That's fantastic. <laughs> but uh, my order, if I had to do it, because I obviously played more in the series, uh, I would say Resident Evil 4 was my number one. Resident Evil 2 is my second. Resident Evil 7 is my third. Resident Evil 3 is my fourth. Resident Evil 5 is my fifth. Resident Evil 5 is my 6th, and 6 was just at the end there. That could go be forgotten in history. Wait, did you play the first one? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm ta- what, To be clarified, when I say I played the first one, one, I never beat it because I refused to go through that grind. I did not play the PS1 version Resident Evil. I played the remake that was on yeah. PS3. gotcha. I didn't play the PS1 version of this game. And Resident Evil 2 and 3, my rating is based on the remake, not the OG. So I should clarify that. Resident Evil 2 Remake is my second favorite one. Resident Evil 3 Remake is my fourth. Because I know a lot of people were pissed about how they remade uh, Resident Evil 3. Because they want... In the PS1 games, Mr. X is much more... Or not Mr. X. Nemesis Nemesis was much more like Mr. X. In terms of he pursued you the entire game. Nemesis was kind of stupid. At least in the remake. Yeah. He was Because he didn't really feel... Yeah, he didn't feel like he was actually a threat. Correct. Besides the very beginning when he shows up, but yeah, he's supposed to show up just like Kool Aid Man yeah, right through the wall and he chase you. Is. Whereas in the, in the remake, it's scripted action sequences, very yeah. uncharted like, and a lot of fans were turned off by that. Yeah, because that's why Mr. X is better because he kept killing you. Even though he looks stupid. His design was he worse than Nemesis. <laughs> Nemesis has better design, but Nemesis was done really poorly. It's almost like they, because the games came out within a year of each other. They were scared that people were going to do the same. Yeah. So, but in a way they should have just waited longer than and done it more justice. But 
But anyway, that's my ranking. I have the only reason, like I said, I have Resident Evil Seven is maybe I have the nostalgia for when they remake four. We'll see. That's kind of why I'm holding out before True. moving seven up the chain, is because I think four is going to get the same remake uh, treatment that two did. Yeah, and four is iconic because there are parts of four that have not aged as well. But I love four's gameplay. That's why story wise, I think seven's the best, and I agree with you. Horror wise, seven's the scariest. Yeah, I'm just a horror person, so I thought the other games were fun to watch. But I like spookers. The spookers. But so now we're going to cover into seven then. Because we did replay that recently, what, a couple months ago? It was like last month. Last month. Because, you know, we got the itch to... Well, we played played the Resident Evil demo first, didn't we? No, we we waited. Yeah, we waited and we We played Resident Evil 7 Mm -hmm. all the way through. And then played 8 demo. Yep. Which didn't really matter because it doesn't really feel like they're... No, the Maiden demo They're, like, completely different. You're not playing as Ethan Winters in the Maiden demo. You're playing as some random person. You don't so, know, do we? Uh, I believe it's... I thought they said you're not playing as Ethan. I thought they said that in the trailer. Mm. And plus you get whacked at the end of it. Spoiler alert. But you get killed by the freakishly tall vampire chick. Yeah, but that's just a demo. Yeah, but, I mean, like, Resident Evil 7's demo was the same way. You weren't playing as Ethan. Really? No. Why would they do that? <laughs> it's like a tech demo to get you spooked. I think just you're playing to like as... feel, get a feel for what the game is. Yeah. Okay. You might have been playing as the reporters. Remember the reporters when they did the band footage, or not the oh, band footage? That might have been. I think that's who you were. You weren't playing as. Yeah. But Resident Evil Seven, playing through it again. Did your opinion like? Well, obviously, Resident Evil 7 your impressions. What did you like about Resident Evil 7? And we'll get to the DLC later. That's obviously next. But what were what did you like and dislike of Resident Evil 7? Hmm. I think like and hate at the same time is like the enemies. Because I feel like that game is different in terms, like compared to the other ones I watched, where it is basically just the regular zombie enemies and then like the big bad guy at the end this was very different because like they start off with a bang with mia of having to fight her that was so creepy and <laughs> let's not talk about madhouse mode isn't Uh-oh. that what it's called yes uh, i'm trying to play on that mode i even used the vr headset to help with the aiming and i couldn't beat mia the first time up in the attic that was she kills you in one hit but i love mia the dad is like probably the most annoying enemy. Ethan. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> then it's the mom, I think, is next. Yep. And then kind of the brother, Lucas. Yes. But he was kind of lame. That was just like kind of stupid at the end with Lucas of like the clown, like it's like Saw movie or See- something. I think they were trying to do different think, types yeah. of horror. Like you had the dad Very who was much more correct, like chasing fights. you throughout the level. Like he's just coming through walls, X, Mr. X style. That's like the traditional Resident Evil style horror. I feel like the the uh, mother was like the sense of dread. Like she's around, but she's not really pursuing you. It's more of puzzle have solving. To find her too. Yeah. And even still, she's easy to escape, but it's all these bugs flying around using the flamethrower to get past, like, level obstacles. It's more of that 
sense of dread throughout. Like you think she's going to chase you because it just came off of the dad, but she's not, which is why I do like my favorite horror type. I think of the three of them would be the mother. And then Lucas is as much like saw, like solving a puzzle. Oh, you got to make a sacrifice of one of your like fingers to do this. Oh, it stabbed the thing into your arm and wrote it. Like, I think Lucas is much more like a saw type of horror. Yeah. Which is funny because I like the Saw movies, but, but you know, I didn't just... like it in a video game. Um, but no, I like also the puzzles, I think is why. Because that's really not in 2 or 3. Is it? There's puzzles in 2 and 3. Well, like 3 not so much. Three, three, 3 was kind of black seven, the I like, 2 was puzzles heavy. Like when you're in the house and you have to find the pieces to the, like the dog heads for the door to get out. Yep. I like all of that stuff and like exploring all the rooms. Like the shadow puppets where you got to yeah. warp an object to fit into a painting. You've made Especially fun of me. as backseat gamer. Yes, you got I that. get to contribute. So for the record, Emma was talking about the time she got extremely frustrated with me and yelled at me because I had a brain fart of you have a projector screen and you have to take this object and warp it to fit the object on the screen, right? So I do this and I'm thinking it's something reason it's lined up perfectly. It's not coming through. And I'm like fiddling with this for five minutes. To get it perfect. The stupid shadow. And I didn't realize you just have to hit the confirmation button X. Yeah. Just hit the X button once it's close. Even halfway Yeah, you don't even like have to be that lined up. I I wasted five minutes of my life and she's just sitting here with like a vein across her head like, oh dear Jesus. Just hit X. Just hit X. Yep. But. I think the other games only have like the little ones like. They have the puzzles. Like, like the little the, keypad things. The keypads and finding the keys. Like, remember Resident Evil 2 had the color-coded keys, like blue key for blue door, green yeah. key for green door. Like, that was the That's in, like, all of them. Yeah. Because that's in 7, too, with, like, Scorpion key. Yep. And... No, I liked 7 as well. I liked the haunted, the haunted, Jesus, the haunted house <laughs> approach of each area. You're, like, you know, even though it's not probably realistic with this huge-ass farm, you know, that's like the size of half of Louisiana, it feels like. But yeah, I don't know how that house is so freaking big. And nobody has discovered this yet. No, as they're taking countless people. Well, a police officer Seriously. shows up, but then he gets stabbed right through the head. <laughs> like, let's be real. There'd be like, there should have been FBI there a long time ago. And big enough to have an aircraft or a battle, not a battleship, a huge landing boat crash there. Yeah, fucking Titanic. <laughs> and they wash ashore magically. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, but- there's like the swamp, the boat, docks. There's the big house, the old house, a trailer, wherever the heck Lucas does his crap. And I never got that with Lucas. Like, he was working for, at first they say, like, they hint he's working for Umbrella and he's not under um, Evelyn's control. But then at the DLC they covered, no, 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 he's working for some rando third party that we don't really know about. Yeah, that was confusing. But he's still under Evelyn's spell, but he's not. They gave, they must have given him something to break free. I never understood that part of the story. That was the confusing part. Like, I get that he was doing undercover research for them, similar to Mia, but they weren't for this. They might have been for the same company, but not realize it. But I don't understand how he could be free of Evelyn's control. I think they said they gave him a vaccine, but Evelyn's already shown she can. There's. It's inconsistent yeah. because she broke through Mia's vaccine, but she can't break through Lucas's. Like, yeah, because they were knows. all under her spell. Yes. So. And I love that twist at the end with her being the old lady, the creepy old lady in the wheelchair, because I remember playing through that game now. Yeah, it really does have, like, the best story. It 
outstanding story from start to finish. The only thing, like you said, Madhouse mode obviously is frustrating. The only thing I think I had frustrations with is it enters a dead part. I'm, I could go through what I liked about the game. I kind of just butted in and said, I agree with you for the record on the stuff I like about it. What I don't like about it is I don't like the battleship scene or the sh- uh, where you're playing as Mia and it's just molded. Yeah. There's no family members. When you take the family members out of it, it feels very lackluster to me. It feels very like, ugh. Because like, the whole rest of the game, you do feel like you're being, you need to sneak around. You don't know when one of the family members is going to pop up. You like hear random stuff. And like when you're on the ship playing as Mia, you know that it's just those, whatever they're called. The molded. Mold, yeah, the molded. Which is gross that you can just spontaneously spoil it. Yeah, the molded, I think the is molded. what they're called. <laughs> And it doesn't make sense how some people turn into them and some don't. That's a whole plot hole, too. It's inconsistent with that of if you're dead, you turn into them, but not all people turn into molded. The failed experiments turn into molded. Like, it doesn't match up quite, but I'm not going to be nitpicky. It has a better story than most horror games, which are notoriously known for Usually in most horror games, the more you know, the less scary it is. This game, I don't feel like it takes away from the horror factor when you know what it is because the family members are still creepy as shit. Yeah. Um. I mean, like you said, once you take the family members out of it, I wish that battleship scene, I keep saying battleship, it's whatever ship was on that they were doing the mission. I wish that was a shorter segment. That's my one complaint. I wish that was like a 20 minute episode and that's it. I get why they did it because they wanted to show Mia like what was happening, but I think it was too long. I wish it would have been like 20 minutes instead of going through it's all three It's almost like quarters. it should have been because like they do the like videotape like scenes like with the um other camera guys like the reporter guy yep like they do those and that was fine like that was fun playing from their perspective lucas did a really cool but it was really short and i think the mia part is just you're going through four floors of the ship and the whole time it's kind of just boring because you're just like you see Evelyn and then she giggles and runs away and then you have to find find her again. Yeah. It just felt overly drawn out. And by the end, you're just ready for it to end. And I get, they probably did it honestly to make the game a little longer because some people are afraid. I'd rather have a horror game be too short and have no filler than the other way around. A little bit dragging out. It felt like they were trying to prolong the, the length of the game here. So that's our impressions of resident evil seven. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to cover the DLC And in addition to that, we're going to get to the main event of Resident Evil 8. And we're back. So we just covered the Resident Evil 7, like a loose run through of our impressions. We went through Resident Evil as a series. Now we're going to get into what we kind of recently played through, because I only played like the band footage, but we're going to get into the DLC and our thoughts. Um, I thought it was nice. It's a little nice bow tie to the series, but... I don't know about you, Emma. I just felt like it was on. I know I understand it's just DLC and it's like ten bucks, so it's not expensive. But I just felt like it was kind of unnecessary. Like, okay, so there's three, right? Yes, three like separate stories DLC. Yep. Um, yeah, kind of unnecessary. I mean, I think it answers fan questions, like when you're playing and you're like, most people. For the Zoe DLC. Most people, when playing the game, like you have to choose between Mia and Zoe. Mm-hmm. And I would assume most nice people chose Mia. Since that's the reason you're there in the first place. And then, yeah. Like, could you imagine if you went through <laughs> all of this as Ethan? 
and then you just decide to leave Mia there. Yep. Yeah, right. Well, even the game for Resident Evil 8 assumes... I, I just don't like when they... I, I don't mind that they had you made a choice, but even the DLC assumes you picked Mia. Right. So, assuming you pick Mia, then you leave Zoe just standing on the dock, and she's like, all right, bye, whatever. Yep. And that's it. So, like, I think a lot of fans were like, well, what the hell happened to Zoe? Like, we know what happens to, like, um, Evelyn, who's, like, the main character, but... You mean Mia, or you mean the main villain? No, I mean, I mean, Evelyn. Okay. Like, talking about, like, the family and, like, everybody else who's left, like... Oh, yeah, Like, yeah, we yeah. know what happened to the dad. Yep. We know what happened to the mom. Yep. And really, it is, I mean, Zoe and Lucas, which are the DLTs. Correct. Not a hero, which covers Chris Redfield tracking Lucas down, and then End of Zoe, which covers Zoe. And then the one is, what, band footage? Yep, which covers the um, camera guy. The camera guy. So let me just double check. Is when we are playing as the camera guys in the main game, mm-hmm. we like the one sassy guy who's like complaining the whole time. Yep. He goes down the ladder following the other guy, and you see the other guy, and he's like dead in that swampy water. Yes. So, like, he's dead. So, then in the DLC, we're playing as the sassy guy. Is that who it is? Or is this, like, before, before? This is before. Well, no. So, it's a little of both. It's You're playing as a camera guy because he does die, but not right then and there at the end of the, the tape that you watch is Ethan. The sassy guy dies and the other guy dies. The producer. They both die, but there's a third guy, the camera. The guy. camera guy himself. Oh, okay. He gets taken hostage by um, the mother, and you're like trying to figure out a way to escape, but then you got to get back in the bed and hide before she comes back and sees you. Yeah. Like, and then at the end, you get killed by Lucas because you get the, the test. Because you have to go through the same test that you. And it kills you. Later. Yes. And Ethan watches that and knows how to beat it. Yeah. So it covers that. So it's in between, but not. You know gotcha. what I mean? But. So it's kind of the camera guys. So then Ethan must have gotten to the house not long after the camera guys. Correct. Then. Yep. Because I feel like when you're watching that, you think that the camera guys were there way earlier. At least I did. Yeah, originally, but then you see the tapes and it's more. And then you realize, nope. That Mia's tape is really the most out there in terms of like the three year. I think that was like three years. I think they said it was two or three years. Mia's been there for three years. Yep. Yeah, why did Ethan go back for her? <laughs> <laughs> no, I would not. Uh, Sorry. So I think band footage is probably my favorite of the three. I like that one the most because I felt like it tied directly most in. Although I think on paper I would have liked End of Zoe the most. Theoretically. Theoretically before actually playing. I know a lot of people like End of Zoe because it's the most different of the three of them where band footage gameplay-wise is more of an extension. <laughs> I know the reason I have you're laughing. So many things to say. But I'm gonna let you get into it and take the wheel here because I'm gonna sound like a rambling old like grumperpus basically with End of Zoe because I didn't care for it as much. I was I had high hopes for it. Well, yeah, me reviews. too because I did want to know what happened to Zoe. Nope. Like that's bogus. Like I don't care what happens to Lucas. Like I assume that he's not a hero. I agree was the one I was like, eh, like whatever. I, I assume he gets whacked and he dies. Yeah, he dies like, somehow. He's living in a hole i don't really care what happens to him like nope he was probably my least favorite character so like whatever but zoe i did care about she helped you escape nope and then you just leave her standing yep so yeah i was excited for that one too but 
I didn't like it. I thought you were going to the, the put the kind of give you the push in the direction of your rant. I think end of Zoe, I was kind of, you had the good idea when we were playing it. Of I assumed I would have preferred you just play as Zoe, even if you got powers because you were possessed by Evelyn and have that type of gameplay, kind of like a dead space style. She's in your head and having those visions and stuff. I think that would have been really cool. But instead, you play as old Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe. Who just shows up like, where the fuck's this guy been for uh, three years? You know, he's a, is my niece. You know? <laughs> so you can take it from here because I, you could probably explain it better than me. For But that was my disappointing part of, oh, no. As soon as I played the first 10 minutes, I'm like, oh, no. Because like I said. First of all, we mentioned how has this house been undiscovered and why is the FBI not there yet? And why has one like rink-eating sheriff show up and he's dead and then nothing else happens? But Uncle Joe... Is even bigger mystery. Shows up out of nowhere. Where does he live, first of all? You assume on the farm because that's his house, I think. His little like shack, a shack. On their farm. Yeah, I don't know where he comes from. And then he like... It's Chris, right? Chris Redfield? And like his crew is there. Yes, they're going to retrieve the body they're of like, Zoe. Yes. They, yeah, they've saved everybody else. They saved Mia and all them. Yep. And they go back for Zoe. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "You can't take her. This is family." And <laughs> it's like, where did he come from? And why does he want Zoe all of a sudden? And it's like three, it's like, it's a very short campaign. I think you can beat it in like two hours, but it's, it's a Ugh. more fist oriented. And then he's just punching alligators. Yeah. He, he fists zombies, man. He just falcon punches. He falcon punches everything. I actually like the gator part of it with like the spears and throwing those. But no, it's stupid because all of a sudden you're playing as this character who can just punch the same enemies that you needed like 10 shotgun bullets. Cause to he's kill. country strong. Emma. Like, okay. I think they said he had a military background too, but still it makes no sense because Chris Redfield has a military background. He's not able to falcon punch in the way old man Joe is. Yeah. It made sense when they gave him like that weird like gauntlets. Thanos gauntlet. Yeah, so that it made like, sense. Like that made sense if he had that in the beginning and he was like punching enemies. But he's just like bare fisted, eating grubs and caterpillars. Yeah, it's like they tried too hard to go like Far Cry in this game. It and then weird. And then at the end you fight um the dad yet again. Yeah. Like how's he still there? Alive. He won that's like burned, times. blown up. He even gets the vaccine injected into him, the one you were supposed to use on Zoe, which disintegrates yeah. him. And then they're like, oh no, just kidding. He like formed into a mucus monster. He looks like uh Davy Jones, I said. <laughs> But, I mean, gameplay-wise, it's fine. If you go in there, like, drunk, and you're just mindlessly wanting to play fun and laugh at the game, it's fine. Because it's not really scary at all, either. It's more action-heavy. But for us, I agree. That was the DLC from a story perspective we were both the most excited about. And I think they still could have done a horror aspect with Zoe, but given her powers because she was possessed by Evelyn. Also, why did she turn all crystallizing and, like... Like Frozen? <laughs> yeah, she's like, I didn't get that either. That didn't make sense of the story. It Why did everybody else like turn into these monsters or like the mom and the dad in the in the regular game? They disintegrated and like poofed into thin yeah. air. Zoe like crystallizes into an ice princess. And yeah, I don't get it either. But it, it is cool at the end. It's almost like if you're gonna play End of Zoe, I would I don't like suggesting this often, but just YouTube it. Like YouTube the last ten minutes of the game where Ethan says he keeps his word because Redfield yeah. shows up and gives her the vaccine and cures her. Literally, that's all I was waiting for. Yep. 
it's a good end, but that's about like, I would just tell people that, I mean, if you want to play it, have at it. But so if I were to like, I don't want to say rank them, but I would say the band footage DLC, I liked a lot, you know, not a hero was okay. That's still same thing, more action heavy. And then end of Zoe, you just heard our rant on that. So if you were to play one of the three, I think band footage is free as well. I would just say play band footage. That's it. Even then these are all just extra you don't need these to understand. Like I don't I'd say once again, though, like, that I probably like band footage more too because that's more of like the horror feel. Yeah, that's more of the suspense and like hiding from the mom. And if she catches you, then you're dead. Like yep. that kind of stuff. Where and you couldn't leave stuff out of place either. If you remember, you had to yeah. put stuff back in place. It was really clever, like a cat and mouse game. Yeah, I like the puzzle aspect and the like suspense of that. Where I did like what's the other one? Not a hero. Yes, that one was definitely my second favorite because I like playing as Chris. And yep. I like like that environment of fighting the enemies, like of having to get the, oh, night, the mines. like yeah. the night vision and going through and those Metroidvania like if you needed an item to but get that was past definitely the level. like yeah. action with just like pop up. Yeah, you get an assault rifle, which it should be. I mean, story wise, it makes sense because he's more equipped. Than so I thought Ethan. that was cool. Yeah. And you find out what. And then Lucas dies, right? Yes. He gets killed at the end. He kills Because some people are theorizing he's in Resident Evil 8, and I'm like, no, that's just... God. A... The worst character. I would hate if they brought <laughs> no, him No, he's dead dead. I would be stunned if he's in Resident Evil 8. But speaking of Resident Evil 8, because then we went into... We watched the trailers. We were excited for it. I'm excited for it. It's like there's a mix of a little bit more of like Val Helsing, Castlevania, Victorian Gothic horror now. Meets with a little Twilight. Bit, meets Twilight. <laughs> The vampires and werewolves, and yeah, it seems much more monster movie mashup, which I'm excited to see that change of direction. And we did play the demo, the maiden demo, where you start in the creepy ass like wine cellar or whatever, and you work your way up. And I gotta say, I I'm trying to tamper my expectations because I don't know if it can live up to what Resident Evil Seven was. Because as much as I like the gothic horror. I'm more of a fan of like the country setting in terms of just pure scaring the pants off. Yeah. Like gameplay wise, I think I like the the trailer for eight more. I'm going to like it more, I think, because they're bringing back the merchant. It looks like where you can buy upgrades and stuff instead of having to just randomly find it. I like that they're going back to it seems like instead of vampire, like not vampire. Oh, my God. The family bosses, you're going to have the vampire chicks, including the like 10 foot tall woman. Yeah. You know. So it seems like they're going to go that area. I'm just trying to tamper my expectations because I think it is going to be fantastic. But at the same time, I don't want to get them too high. You know what I mean? Just to have it, you know, I don't want to say land soft because I think it's still going to be a great game. I really like, and they're going to keep the first person camera. It is coming back with Ethan. And I guess the story wise is at least from the trailers, we're just trying to piece it together. You have a daughter with Mia because Mia's still alive and Redfield shows up kills Mia and then your daughter gets stolen and you're going to this creepy town to go get your daughter back from the trailers. We don't know if it's just a giant, like messing with your mind, but that appears to be the trailer of. So in the trailer you're playing as Ethan. Yes. And you're still in this game. So he's in the Ethan. same situation. So but instead of chasing Mia, he's chasing his daughter. Yes. But we start out in the trailer trapped, right? Well, the demo, like, I don't know if you're playing as Ethan in the demo. That's the oh. one thing we don't know. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you meant the trailer is from Ethan's point of view. The trailer is the demo isn't. Oh. Uh. Um, only reason I say it is because it's like, 
it just says maiden so i'm assuming you're playing as some rando person but it could be ethan we don't know i assume no but gotcha um but yeah ethan is the main character again in this game redfield shows up i don't know if he's going to be as pro more prominent i would assume yes but it seems like it's taking more cues. It's kind of like Resident Evil 7 and Resident Evil 4 are mixing because you have that creepy merchant like from 4, not the same exact person, but that type of vibe to it. And with the castles and stuff, that's much more Resident Evil 4 vibe, like the European aesthetic. Yeah, like the First, Victorian house or yes, whatever. Versus the deep south of Resident Evil 7. So it seems like they're going with a little bit of a ties more to 4, which excites me personally. But... Uh, some Leon some leon <laughs> have him show up <laughs> it's been a while what was it that girlfriend reviews called him nick carter yes <laughs> backstreet boy haircut. Back to... <laughs> but i don't so i just wanted to get your tank uh your tanks your thoughts on what the uh um what you think of like resident evil 8 village it does come out may 7th that was revealed at the end of the trailer uh we have a may release what are your expectations for the game? Like, what do you think from a story perspective, gameplay from what you've seen and from the demo? Because assuming the demo is going to be, you know what I mean? Obviously, the type of gameplay. I think gonna... it looks good. Um, I think I'm as scared as you are because we liked Resident Evil 7 so much mm -hmm. that I feel like 8 going to be a letdown. I hope they can make, I hope they keep it as much of a horror game. Because that's what I like better. It, it looks like they are. Because you start out in the demo in that creepy like cellar dungeon. And like that part is creepy. And mm -hmm. there's like some jump scares and blood and whatever. But I don't know how I feel about like the witches, vampires as like the enemy. Oh, you mean in terms of like from a scare factor? Yeah, yeah. that's not really scary to me. And I think a lot of horror games make this mistake of they think because they have to improve the gameplay that also means make it more combat heavy. A lot of horror games fall into this trap and I'm hoping Resident Evil doesn't because I didn't have a problem personally with the gameplay of Resident Evil 7. I think they gave you guns. They had you defend yourself. Yeah, you can make like some things upgradable. But horror games, I think what should be upgradable isn't, oh, your guns do more damage. I mean, you could do that, but I personally like it more with, oh, you can carry more stuff. You have a bigger briefcase now. You have, you know, your health <laughs> yeah. pool, you have stronger herbs. Like, I like that more so than, oh, you can make your gun level seven because that it makes it more RPG elements. And I don't like that as much in a horror game, personally. I kind of like to be flying by the seat of my pants, so to speak, in terms of ammo, conserving ammo, you know. Sneaking around, picking your fights, running like crazy, you know. But I'm personally excited for it, too. I have the same fears you do. Um, Story-wise, I'm just hoping it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Because I see these vampires that turn into bugs and fly around, and I'm like, I have no idea and what like the hell. the werewolf in the trailer. Yeah. Which is also weird. Which I think is some random dude, but at the same time... Could uh, Chris Redfield, it makes no sense that he shows up and just puts six bullets in your girlfriend or your wife. 
why how would why would it be a werewolf though well because it because uh, <laughs> i just seen the screen it's almost like at the what remember when you see the store if you go to the playstation store and you go to resident evil 8 now it's upgraded with you see redfield's face and you see a wolf face yeah half and half that might just be to look really cool it could be but it also might be a hint at <laughs> but i do get the twilight vibes like you said of it yeah, almost seems like there's a vibe between scary. the werewolves like there's probably a rivalry between the werewolves and the vampires and you're caught in this clusterfuck and somehow his daughter is the key to something because they keep saying how important ethan is you know to this but well it's all gotta tie in somehow to like umbrella or something i would assume yes because that's dumb if it doesn't but i don't understand how we go from like umbrella and like these experiments with evelyn and like all that and like the zombies and like infected people and they turn mutant like how did we get to vampires and werewolves and i hope they that's my biggest fear too like i let i think gameplay wise and aesthetic and everything i'll like resident evil 8 more than 7 but i love the condensed story of 7 of your wife's been missing for three years she got taken creepy farm creepy family evelyn's the cause of all of it you find out who Evelyn really is. It makes Vaccinator. sense. It's a condensed, nice story. And I'm just scared Resident Evil 8 is going to overcomplicate it. Probably. Of like all these different viruses. And I'm not saying the story has to be perfect. I just want it to be a good horror game. And I just hope they don't get too jumbled up in it. But it's easily probably one of my more anticipated games this year. Like I said, with everything getting pushed back. But... But for games, I'm going to say, like, that's, like I said, it's probably up there. Still excited for it. Yeah, I'm still excited for it with everything. Like, Horizon, obviously, is around the corner. But we'll get into that later on, I'm sure. Not of this episode, but in other episodes of, like, discussing 2021. Because I do want to discuss those games. Because right now, it's been a barren hole. We've had Mario. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> and remakes. Like, basically, like, rematches. Like, Neo Collection and... Uh, like Ghosts and Goblins had like a pseudo sequel slash reboot. Like it's like all these Bravely Default 2 I know came out, but it's mostly lower key titles right now. There hasn't been a big AAA game come out yet. And that's what I'm like, everybody's chomping at the bit for. I think March. And you said game. this comes out in May? Yes. Cool. So that's probably like one of the first of the main ones. Even Ratchet and probably Clank. Probably going to be like the June. next game we play. That's new. Probably because Monster Hunter's March. Some people are excited for that for Switch. And then... Horizon doesn't have a date. Nope. No date yet. Halo doesn't have a date either for Xbox. They keep saying that comes out. They've been delaying that for like years. Um, and who the hell knows in Nintendo? Pokemon, I think Snap comes out April, end of April, like a week before. I know you're laughing because you're like, don't don't poop on my Pokemon Snap, man. I, well, Give me this victory. Um, whatever. <laughs> Pokemon's fine. <laughs> You'll probably play it like super fast though, and then be. It was a one time sitting in N64, and the key was to replay it over and over and try to get different things. Like if you punt a Charmander into lobby, turns into a Charizard, and like figuring that stuff out. It's like a two hour experience, but then you could play for 20 hours in terms of trying to actually photograph all of them. But. But thanks, Emma, for coming on. This is the (laughs) first. Of hopefully many appearances. I want to get other guests on the show too. Not that Emma didn't do a great job. It's just I want as many different perspectives as wonderful. I want to, <laughs> we could do one one time with like Backseat Gamer of I'm sure I need to like play more games lately. So I could talk about games that I've actually played. 
It's been a while. She, she does actually play games. It's she doesn't just sit there and critique my play style the whole time. You do play games like you. Maybe played I'll all- play Horizon. I keep saying I want to play yeah, Horizon before the second one comes out. And you have you are a religious Overwatch player. You do play um Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing too. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to make games that prop up your gamer like, you know. I played all the Uncharted. You did play all the Uncharted through. Um there's one I'm missing. Uh, I'm Detroit Become you. Human. Uh, you sort of played, played you sort of played but got scared off by Alien Isolation. I like took on your play, I think. Yeah, and took over. And Same. tried to collect everything. Oh, I forgot one. That's the one I was thinking of. Bioshock. Yes, I also took that over from you. Infinite, yep. right? Yep. And played that one through. I would completion. probably go back and play those ones too. But we should do an episode with either A, games that you should play or a ranking. Like, not just your games to play, but your favorite games to watch too, because you definitely do both. Yes. You definitely watched me play through games, and there's games you've even said like you would watch play me play and like a lot, and then there's games where you're like I could never play this, and vice versa. Games that are fun to play, like Animal Crossing, but are boring as hell to watch. Oh yeah, it's like watching paint dry for Animal <laughs> Crossing. It is ugh, to watch. But but thanks for coming on. Uh, thanks to everyone else for tuning in this long. Uh, next week we're going to cover obviously. Next time will be a sports episode, and I'm going to try to get a guest on for that. Gaming one, I don't know yet. Hoping some gaming news drops for us. But if not, I'm just going to keep covering other topics and other games we're playing. You know, I have other friends I might bring on to and get their perspective because they I don't play every game and I don't pretend to. So it'd be interesting to see their perspective. But thanks, everyone, for stopping by. And uh, yeah, we'll keep you posted. Bye, everybody. Yeah.